Welcome back. My name is Kit. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, continuing our coverage of Mission Impossible, this time the third one, Mission Impossible Un de Trois. A couple of things you might have noticed. First off, bald jump scare. Uh, typically, ah. we're, <laughs> typically wearing a hat, but we're doing six episodes today, baby. And uh, I went to get some deep fried tacos. Berea, if you don't know about it, get mm-hmm. hip to it immediately. Get hip to it. It's delicious. Do yourself a favor. And uh, somewhere in that madness, I uh, lost my hat on that journey. Wait, that's why you don't have a hat on? You lost it? No, I set it down to mow into those tacos. And then you lost it? I left it on the table at my house. Oh, at your house. Okay. For a second, I was like, you did not tell me this part of the story where you lost your hat. No, If you did lose your hat, I know a team that we can subcontract out. They're good at tackling impossible missions such mm. as getting your hat back you're talking about the mystery gang yeah the mystery, the mystery machine mm-hmm. yeah i uh no I, I was getting the meat sweats you know what i'm saying <laughs> oh yeah so i, I t- know the meat sweats i had uh steak covered uh goody nachos Ooh. and uh three deep fried tacos god damn man Wow, we're judging me right now? No, I'm like, like that's amazing. Are you slut shaming me? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm like just like one degree short of touching myself. That's how like excited I am for you. Mm, mm. But anyway, got, I was like, whew, got to take this beanie off. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was in a hurry to get back here because we got a lot of work to do. And uh, anyway, now you guys know, you already knew I was bald, but you, you know, I, don't, I don't rub it in your face a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't rub it in your face. Also, uh, ooh, jealous <laughs> of the lack of hair on top of my head. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm more I, uh, aerodynamic. Yeah, when I fight, makes mm-hmm. me more aerodynamic when I fight. Yeah. I uh, also changed my name, you probably noticed, and it is uh, in perpetuity. It is irreversible. You'll find out the whole story on Thursday, but I will now be referred to as Kit Laser. (laughs) (laughs) Kit Laser. That's right. I'm going to have that on the ready every time you say it. Much like Tom Cruise, his real name is Thomas Mopather IV, and he changed it to Tom Cruise. Kit is short for Christopher in most countries, so I'm going to be Kit Laser. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to, my Instagram name, Kit Laser. My Twitter name, Kit Laser. TikTok, Kit Laser. Kit Laser. It's done. It's happened. Get used to it. Yeah. We've I got a new man a in front of us. We have built him stronger, faster, more lasers. Would Thomas Moppa through the fourth and gotten as far in the public eye? I doubt it. No. He would have seen that on a call sheet and thought, loser. <laughs> <laughs> loser. Change that name to Tom Cruise, though. Yes. One of the highest paid actors of all time. Thomas Moppa through the fourth is fourth on my list of people that are going to get called into this room. Yeah. Tom Cruise is cruising right in. Yeah. Right? Cruise control. <laughs> I'm getting right in, baby. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's Mark Wahlberg. Oh, that was more. That's my crazy Tom Cruise trying to be a human being voice. <laughs> that's Mark Wahlberg trying to pretend to be Tom Cruise to get a role. <laughs> Which you know what? I'm sure he's tried at least once. I'm Tom Cruise. Hey, I'm Tom Cruise. I jump out of buildings and shit. I'm a real crazy guy. <laughs> I'm running. I love science. Watch me run. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I can do. This is going to be a long day. I know, but a good one. <laughs> I'm feeling like I'm, I'm ODing on, on meat. This is uh, Mission Impossible 3 from 2006. <laughs> and this is where things get interesting, I would argue. Yes, I agree with you. <laughs> no, I so Mission Impossible 3. Let me paint you a picture. Paint we're we're, we're going to talk about overall paint thoughts, me like right? like one of your French girls. Yes. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, so we do overall thoughts. Then we do a scene-by-scene recap. And yes. then we rank the Mission Impossibles, depending on the ones we've seen. Uh, but my overall sort of like uh, relationship with this movie, 
I was working in the movie theater. I was a young man. Mm. This movie came out in 2006. It did. That means I would graduated have been high like, school. I would have been like 18, 19 years old at the time. Yeah. And I remember this is, this is kind of like right around the time the whole like, man, Tom Cruise is really jumping on couches. Mm-hmm. He's kind of losing himself because before this, Tom Cruise could do no wrong. Like everyone loved him. Like, ah, oh, he's in so many great movies. I love him. And then he jumped on some couches. He was open about his Scientology. And this is when his career started to turn in terms of people like saying, I love his movies, but oh yeah, this him. is post that. This is 2005 that that went down. Oh yeah, well this is like his first big movie yeah, where, you're this, right. where that completely affected it. Because I remember working working at the movie theater, there was a I can't remember if it was a midnight showing, if it was one of their very rare situations back then, when they had the like the, when the movie came out, it the op, the early screening was at like 10 o'clock instead of midnight, which was odd for back then. Uh, because back then it was always midnight or nothing. Nowadays, you know, they'd have that shit start at 6 p.m. the day before, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but they had a promotion where everybody that went and saw Mission Impossible 3, I was to hand them a Mission Impossible 3 poster. And I specifically remember a lot of people coming in to see other movies. They would see the poster and be like, oh, you're handing out posters for Tom Cruise's movie? Ew. Ew. And they would leave, and I would just be like, what the fuck? I'm just a concessionist, Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, but also at the same time, I stole one of those, had them hidden in uh, a cupboard because I was going to get me one. Mm. And I still, still, I still got it. I still have it. It's in uh, my other room, I think. Mm. Where uh, all the magic happens? Where all the magic, yeah. <laughs> the room where it happened. <laughs> the room where it happened. <laughs> Hamilton jokes, baby. But yeah, this movie in particular, like I love Mission Impossible 3. I love this movie so much. When it came out, I was a huge fan. This was really kind of like I had knew of J.J. Abrams through Lost. And I, when I heard the guy who did Lost is doing a Mission Impossible movie, sign me up. It's no longer John Woo. Sign me up. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and plus Philip Seymour Hoffman. I was a huge fan of his, especially at this time. So I was very excited for him to be in the movie as a villain. And I was still in that mind of like I... And I'm still kind of of this mind where Tom Cruise does not make bad movies. All of his movies are good. I don't really like him as a person. I think he's kind of shady. But at least the art that he makes is always good. And at at least I can rest easy knowing that, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was very excited for Mission Impossible 3 coming out. And I love this movie so much. In fact, when I started watching it uh, the other night for the show, for our recap... I, I kind of started the movie and I was kind of gripping the side of my couch. Like, does it hold up? Is it still good? Is it still? Yeah, it's, it's, it's good from the first scene. It's so good. I, I don't know if it holds up to the, the other ones, but it's so fucking good. This is up like no joke. Like this is so much better than the other two in my mind yeah. that we've watched already. I love this movie so much. There's no doubt that it's the best of the three so far. Mm. Um, and I'm with you. I've always loved this movie. Andy and I used to say hot take. And this is, I think only ghost protocol existed afterward. It might've been rogue nation time. I think it was rogue nation times where Andy would say, Andy that used to be on the show would say, <laughs> uh, well, there's new listeners. That's true. Yeah. Um, where, where, you know, he would say Mission Impossible three is the best one. And we would talk about it. And I was like, yeah, I think so. You know, I no longer think that that's going to be my ranking at the end of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's wild, though, because some of the uh, stunts in the later movies are just a jaw dropping. They shit all over anything that's come in any other movie, much less these first three. But yeah. I think like the story, like the script is so tight in this movie for the mm-hmm. most part. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, my favorite actor of all time, is uh, incredible 
in this movie. He, to to this day, he's still the best villain I think they've had in the series. Uh, I was so good. I was reading Letterboxd reviews and friend of the show, Alex, who's been on a few episodes, his review of this movie said that uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman as Davian is tied with or maybe surpasses um, uh, Alan Rickman's uh, Hans Gruber as like the best action villain of all time. Mm. And I was thinking about that. Yeah, that's fair. So I started talking about it with Dave and he said something because I was actually leaning toward like, I think it is. I think Davian is the best action villain of all time. But Dave said, Dave Chen, that uh, name drop. Well, I just want to give him credit for this like <laughs> brilliant insight that he immediately came up with that I hadn't considered. He was like, ah, I think with uh, Hans Gruber, you immediately understand a lot about who Hans Gruber is as a person mm -hmm. from that movie. And that gives him a little more depth and context. And I started thinking about it. I was like, he's right. Because Davian is just a sociopath. Like he's just a. Yeah, you don't really know anything about him other than he wants this thing he, and he's mean. And he kills yeah. indiscriminately. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, oh, that's true. I don't really know what makes Davian tick at all or have any kind of sympathy with him whatsoever. Um, and that kind of takes it down a few notches maybe. But he is just diabolical and mm -hmm. chilling and his performance is incredible. Yeah. Uh, all of that is true for sure. But I thought that was an interesting kind of debate to have in my mind. I do think there is one subtle thing that I really like about the character that is a little understated. And that is like, he is a cog in a wheel and he's very much aware that he's a cog in a wheel, but he doesn't seem too upset by it. Yeah. Like he's just kind of like, I don't care. Like I'm doing my thing. I can do my thing. I don't give a shit if I'm a cog in a wheel. Well, that's why I love Philip Seymour Hoffman, too. It's like he always does that. Like if, if it's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie or if it's Along Came Polly. <laughs> oh, OK. Yeah. He's going to give it 110 mm percent, -hmm. you know, uh, to give it a nice little sports metaphor there. 110 percent. Um, but, yeah, this is where we get the DNA. This is almost a reboot. You know what I mean? This is the DNA of the Mission Impossible as we know it today. The wonderful yes. franchise. This is the worst performing box office wise Mission Impossible, which Probably is funny. Because of that couch. Because of the couch shit. Mm -hmm. Almost almost guaranteed. This is where we get Simon Pegg. Yep. As and, Benji, one of the best additions to the franchise ever. And I love that they recognize that about Simon Pegg because he's in this movie so little. But it was, somebody was like, we need more of that. Because yeah. He ended up writing a lot of the Mission Impossibles, did he not? Yeah. Um. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne is added, and mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know if we ever see him again, do we? We don't see Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne ever again, no. Um, I, do, I don't believe so. And why don't we ever see Jonathan Reese Myers and Maggie Q again? Uh, that I don't know. That's upsetting to me because they're actually awesome. I, like, I love the character of Declan. Mm -hmm. um, I thought he did really well. Uh, Billy Crudup, one of my favorites also. Yeah, I love Billy Crudup. Uh, he's great in this. And uh, Michelle Monaghan, mm -hmm. of course. Is always a wonder. Yeah, and that introduces a, a big plot line is Michelle Monaghan and her character moving forward. That's kind of a thing that is a through line for at least a couple movies after this. Yeah, uh, because, you know, the private life of Ethan Hunt is and this is where he kind of becomes more of a less of a superhero and more of a person that can do superhero things. Um, and it's it's to the to the betterment of the franchise. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and this uh, another thing I want to say, like overall that I love about this movie is. Um, J.J. Abrams' direction is like up to this point, every Mission Impossible movie is vastly different in terms of look, in terms of style, and that follows through into this movie as well. Like you, you watch this movie, it looks like none of the other uh, Mission Impossibles. Everything's a lot more blue. Um, J.J. films in incredible close-ups most of the time. 
which is kind of funny because you know you think of Mission Impossible, you immediately think of like these big wide stunt shots. But if people are talking, he's like right in people's faces with the camera, and he adds little camera movements. And yeah, this he's is kind always of, over the shoulder, so or, the, or maybe it's a digital shake effect. I don't know. Yeah, and this was at the time when like Paul Greengrass, Born Identity, that like shaky cam bullshit was yeah. like at its height. And I hate, I'm you know, this might be a. Uh, hot take. A hot take, but I, I hate the Paul Greengrass action style. I think it ruined action movies for at, at least a decade after the first Bourne movie came out. But the Bourne movies are great, though, right? Yeah, they're fine. Um, but like, <laughs> I'm not a huge Bourne identity fan. But um, Jesus but, but, Christ, it's Jason Bourne. Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> That's fucking Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, <laughs> but I love how J.J. Abrams really kind of like brings you right into. The scene with uh, people talking, especially like in the opening scene where like Damien or Davian and um, Ethan are kind of talking back and forth. He's counting to one. It really kind of sucks you into the tension of the scene that's happening. And it makes you in a way. And I feel I don't know if it works for you, but for me, I feel like it makes me attach the characters even more. It gets me involved in the scene, like when it's very tense and you get that you're like, you're just, you see their face. Even when Ethan is talking to Julia about like how much they love each other, they're like framing like above their chin to like right above their eyes. Like you are right locked into their face. And I think that's a very interesting stylistic choice that none of the other Mission Impossibles really do, I don't think. I think you're right. And I also, I'm not sure, because again, we haven't watched four, five, and six again yet. And it's been a little while for me, but. I don't know that any of the other movies uh, do like a non-linear storytelling style like this one has. Yeah, like they they open up the movie with a scene that takes place in the last third. Yeah. And then they go back to it. And I don't think that's ever happened again, but it definitely has never happened before this. And it was kind of, it was jarring because again, you got to think Mission Impossible 2 was critically, did really well in the box office, but it was critically reviled. And it's been six years now that they've had the time to think about this. Tom Cruise is on the outs as a star because of all of his turmoil, personal life. His image is shot. And so that's the context of them coming out with this movie. And then they just start with you right in it. Like, oh, we got some shit for you. Here's Philip Seymour Hoffman, like legendary character actor. You know what I mean? Um, Remember Almost Famous Guys? We also got Billy Crudup. <laughs> that did really well five years ago. Cameron oh, Crowe, yeah. everybody. Uh, so oh, yeah. That's kind of the context here. I don't know what Michelle Monaghan was, was doing back then, but... Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Yeah, kiss, kiss, bang, bang, everybody. Anybody? <laughs> that's a great movie. <laughs> yeah. Someone be a patron and suggest that movie. Shane that's Black. Any Shane Black movie, I'm down. Maybe even Iron Man 3, I don't care. I'm down to try it again. Eh, maybe not Predator. The Nice Guys <laughs> is one of my favorite movies of all time. That's probably... It's probably top 20. That is, the Nice Guys is great. It's yeah. so perfect. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's not here. That's there. Yeah. Um, let's dive right in. Let's recap dive right style. In. Let's do it. You might have to take the take the reins, the bull by do the you, horns. Do you want me to start it and then whenever your notes pick up, I transfer power? It's right around the uh, Italian priest mission that I okay. that I pick up. Okay. Yeah, because you were you were being a, a great a great. My daughter daddy. was very sick all week, and I did my best with the five movies we had to watch for this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got you covered here. Uh, guess what, man? Beginning of Mission Impossible three. It's Ethan Hunt. He's getting tortured. Uh, he's got an explosive charge in his head, and there he is, the villain of the movie, Owen Davian, played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Where's the rabbit's foot? Tell me where it. the rabbit's foot or she dies. And he's just so. He's very superstitious. <laughs> yeah, he needs, he needs a rub it. He's got to make a wish. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, we get a, a shot of a guy who's got like a bandage on his nose. And it's just this incredibly tense scene where he's like, hey, if you don't tell me where it's this 
where this MacGuffin is. I'm going to shoot. <laughs> I'm going to shoot a, someone. We don't know who she is yet, but I'm going to shoot someone very close to you. Give me the MacGuffin. And to see Ethan Hunt and Tom Cruise, I think, plays this scene very well where he like kind of goes to the different stages where he's like, don't you harm a hair on her head? Okay, hey, we can talk about this. We can be reasonable. I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, he tries like, different tacks, but he's we've, this is the first time we've seen him lose his cool to this yeah. level. There's literally a scene where he's like strapped to the chair and he's just doing this like, and he's just kind of just like violently trying to shake out of his bond, but he can't get anywhere. Like he's truly stuck. Yeah. And this is maybe the first time in the whole franchise where we see our hero. He's stuck. He's in a hopeless situation, seemingly. And the villain is this guy that is so nonchalantly like, where is it? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then when Philip Seymour Hoffman starts screaming at him, he becomes terrifying. Yeah. And then the scene ends with him counting all the way to 10. And he just goes, 10. Gunshot, no. Mission impossible intro. Dun, 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 dun. And you're dun, like, dun. what? I'm in. Yeah, what happened? Like, oh, oh, no. Dude, it's Who's such that? a strong open. I kind of forgot about the Oprah thing for a second. Uh, I'm in. I'm in. Xenu who? (laughs) Take me, Tom Cruise. Use your witchcraft powers to save me. (laughs) Tell it again. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, We cut to uh, a flashback. Maybe like this scene was happening in the the future. We're going back in the past. Mm. Happier days. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, at Julia's house, uh, <laughs> Julia and Ethan, they're having a party. She's getting a beer. Uh, Tom Cruise, or I'm sorry, Tom Cruise. Ethan tells her uh, her brother wants another beer, but she's like, hey, don't give that to him. He, her brother who is? Who is her brother? Aaron Paul. That is Aaron Paul. Jesse Holy fucking shit. Pinkman. Yeah. He's like, give me another beer, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a baby. He's, he looks yeah. like such a baby. He's a baby Aaron Paul. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, you can't give him beer because if you give him beer, then he's going to start selling meth with Walter White. Mm-hmm. After it's, midnight. It's, you after can't mi- give him beer after midnight. After midnight, yeah. If you pour water on me, he multiplies. <laughs> um, but like they're having some sort of party. Uh, I, get, it, it, I think they're having an engagement party, and so their families are coming together. Well, her family. He doesn't really have any. Mm. Uh, they're coming together to kind of welcome him into the family and celebrate this union. Her, her sister gives a great toast that – uh, they're starting a new family, and that's what they're celebrating. Uh, but yeah, we find knock out, her up. <laughs> I'm making you an aunt, and I expect you to return the favor, girl. Right now. Get it. We will watch. <laughs> I was watching stand-up, and somebody pointed out how weird that is when people are like, yeah, we're trying to have a baby. And he's like, so I always make them feel weird. Whenever somebody tells me that, I'm like, oh, really? How's it going? When, when did you last try? <laughs> Everybody make it to sex. Everybody make it to sex. That's <laughs> what so they say in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody make it to sex. Hey, make it to sex. That's what they said in Rome later on in this movie. And they did. <laughs> uh, but we find out that Ethan's cover in civilian life is that he works in the Department of Transportation. You see, Chris, traffic has a memory. It's like a living, breathing thing. And uh, Greg Grunberg, who's in every single one of J.J. Abrams' movies, TV shows, everything. Oh, really? Is not impressed. He's the pilot. <laughs> Oh, that's right. That's you said that. That's the Lost. pilot from Lost. Yeah. 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 He like rolls his eyes and pretends to do like a snoring thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I love this scene. It was very endearing because it's it's Ethan pretending to be so boring that nobody's going to be to pry into it anymore. Yeah. But he's able to do that by having so much passion about traffic. Yeah. But also like the women there. Love it. They're like, I would marry him. Yeah. Like he's, he's got a good job. He loves it. He's safe. You know, oh God, he's safe. <laughs> it's the opposite of his actual real life persona at that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's totally not into Scientology. I feel like he's like, JJ, I got a line for you to put in this movie. Mm-hmm. Have the women be really into me and like say that I would marry him. 
to like make, you know, yeah. Katie kind of calm down. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. she doesn't 100%. want to anymore. <laughs> she's, she's losing interest. <laughs> Actually, speaking of, uh, of um, Katie uh, Holmes? Greg, Greg Grunberg oh. being in the show and also in Lost, uh, I look forward. There's another Lost cast member that pops up in a latter Mission Impossible movie. And I can't wait for you to see it when it pops up. I'm excited for that. Yeah. I think- also, we forgot to mention Michael Cicchino does the score for Mission Impossible 3. So he must be a friend yeah. of JJ's mm-hmm. from Lost because mm-hmm. he's been popping up all over our movies recently and mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite composers. I'm like, holy shit. He's an amazing composer. I, I've been he following is. his career for so long because he used to do nothing but video games for the longest really? time. But he was like the composer of some of my favorite video games in like the mid-aughts, like Metal Gear Solid 4 and all that stuff. And, and, he, and he, I showed you the list, the soundtrack for Batman, right? Because mm-hmm. he names his tracks like they're, they're jokes, Yes. He's real goofy and he always does that apparently. Mm-hmm. He's a good dude. I like Michael Giacchino. Uh, but uh, Ethan's kind of getting, he's getting, what is he doing? He's doing something on the other side of the room. And uh, Julia is with some friends and she's telling them how they met at some lake. But he, even though he's super far away, he's like on the other side of the house. He's like reading their lips and he can understand what they're saying. And she can't remember the name of the lake. And he's like, Lake Wadica. <laughs> lake Wadica. And they're like, did he hear that? Yeah. What a weirdo. That is a weird thing to do. Yeah. If you get the lip reading skill, don't abuse it. Don't abuse it. Don't be a creep. Unless it comes in handy later on, maybe. <laughs> yeah. We got to set that skill up. Uh, do you think it'll ever happen again in any of the other movies? As I recall, it does not. Be, and it is the worst part of this movie, I think. That the scene lip-reading? with him and Billy. Uh, Billy. Yeah. I call him Billy. Billy. <laughs> him and uh, Musgrave. Sorry. Musgrave. Uh, but her brother, Aaron Paul, is so happy that he's going to be brothers with Tom Cruise. I'm stoked, bitch. <laughs> I'm so stoked, bitch. Uh, but he gets a, a phone call from the Ready Travel Resort Services. They're offering an all-expenses-paid trip to Mexico. That's very convenient because he's about to have a, a honeymoon again. Yeah, but yeah. immediately he's like, oh, like he knows it's IMF. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, honey, I'm out of ice. He throws uh, all the ice out of the back door. I says, did, we're out of ice. Right, yeah. I did write a little note. I, I can't remember where it is exactly. Oh, it's when he drives to the convenience store. Ethan has a dog. There's a dog with him in the in the car. Like he takes, oh, I didn't even he, notice he that. takes the family dog with him. It's like a I think it's a Labrador retriever. And I just I I'm sorry. Like there was this this thing where I was just so hung up on this aspect. Like wait, Ethan has a dog. Wait, is this canon? Is this wait? Is this his dog or is this Julia's dog? And he's just like very. He's like a cool like adopted parent. What's the dog's name? I feel like it's his. Is it Pepper? I want it to be Pepper. You get the kind of job he's got. Well, no, somebody would need to take care of the dog and you can't be close to anybody. Yeah. But you also can't be close to people. So you're going to need at least a dog to retain your humanity. And there's like not a completely 0% chance that that dog at one point is going to like rip off its face and it's going to be it's a, cat. <laughs> a spy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but he goes to the convenience store. Uh, Musgrave is there. They're kind of doing a nonchalant spy crafty type meeting. Musgrave can't decide what Slurpee to get, which is a... <laughs> Another J.J. Abrams Easter egg. He often references Slurpees. In Does his, he? Yeah. In some way, shape, or form, there's Slurpees references in his I don't works. blame him. Um, but Ethan, we find out, is tr- he's training people now. He's not like an active agent. He's, he's training the, the recruits. Yeah, he's not in the field. Musgrave wants him to be there. Uh, his most recent trainee, Ferris, has been captured. Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay Ferris, played by the incredible Carrie Russell. Um, she has been captured by uh, Owen Davian. And he wants Ethan to go on the rescue team so that he can save Ferris. <laughs> Anyone? Do you like that band? Save Ferris? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he gives him a Kodak camera, like a disposable one. And this is where the, the classic 
IMF, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is through the view, the the view viewfinder. Finder. Yeah, the viewfinder of this Kodak thing. Uh, we find out he's gonna he's, he's looking for Lindsay Ferris. They're tracking Owen Damien. She went missing. She is the key to finding uh, Dave, Davian uh, because normally they would just disavow her, but because she has all this information on him, they really need her. That's what Musgrave claims. Yes, and he's already put the team together. He's getting uh, Declan, played by Jonathan Reese Myers. Myers, uh, not Davies. Zen Lee, played by Maggie Q. And of course, you can't have Mission Impossible Mm-mm. without Luther Ving Rhames. Bum, 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 bum. What do you think of this team? I love this team. It's my favorite team so far. I think, yeah, I think so. Everybody's got a something. I like their their comedic back and forth. I think Jonathan Reese Myers uh, was done dirty by being kept out of the rest of the films because just he's just a small sprinkling of him is, is goes a long way. You know what I mean? It's it's really like the the scene in Italy and the whole bit that keeps <laughs> yeah. getting brought back up. He's all great I, in Italy. All I do is copy. And then like way later in the movie when he's walking through uh, the Vatican and I think it's uh, Zen that's like, all I do is copy. And he goes, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's a small thing, but I've never mm-hmm. picked up on much before. But, you know, I really like his presence. Uh, Ethan's kind of having a nightmare of Carrie asking him, is she ready? Um, and when he wakes up, he tells Julia that he's going to Houston for a conference. Super last minute. Sorry, babe. Uh, but he's not going to Houston. He's meeting up the team. He's not. He lied. He lied. He's going to Berlin. Like a liar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do love this. Houston, uh, Germany. Houston, Germany. It is, it is welcome to Houston. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we have the polka. Yeehaw. Yeah. <laughs> Yeehaw. Yeah. Hello, cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Ethan is reunited with Luther, Luther and he goes like, well, if it isn't those who can't do teach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you forgotten how good we are? He's got major, uh, have you been pushing too many pencils? Vibes. <laughs> Dylan, you son of a you bitch. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you been pushing too many pencils. <laughs> uh, let's see. So they're, they're, we cut to, we're in Berlin. Like I said, it's like an abandoned factory type area. Uh, like big open warehouses, but Ethan's sneaking around. He's he's throwing like little bombs around everywhere, and Luther's set, setting up like four giant Gatlin guns. Like yeah, like uh, like no, I think they're like fifty cal turrets and like anti aircraft yeah, guns. Yeah. Wild. It's insane, but n- that no one sees them setting those. Up I know. It's like when did they set those up? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's this fun little bit where Luther's like, hey, man, I got your six. And Ethan says, that's your job, which is another they call that. Another thing. It's, it's a really good script in that way. Yeah. Uh, Luther is on the con with Ethan trying to figure out, hey, man, what do you why are you in this relationship with this Julia girl? You can't. He, Luther is very against the idea of people in their line of work having, having a relationship. relationship. Yeah. Uh, the but Declan t- likes it. Declan likes that. He's like, I like being able to fuck around. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, We see the nose guy from before. His nose has not been injured yet. Uh, What is he up to? Oh, Mm. just sticking his nose where it doesn't belong. We can assume. Yeah, that guy looks like a Muppet. I'm just saying. He's in all kinds of movies. He's a really, uh, he's a big character actor. A lot of like uh, English movies, like from the UK, especially. Mm -hmm. Uh, He does good work. Uh, but Declan, he's 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 at the helicopter. He's the getaway driver. Do you, how do you think his skills as a helicopter pilot compare to Billy from <laughs> Mission Impossible Two? It's hard to say. I mean, Billy was doing nothing, know, breaking laws of physics, though, in a way. You know, Billy was. Don't you think? How is he breaking laws of physics? Yeah, you're right. The helicopter itself doesn't do anything. It's all the motorcycle. Mm, yeah, 
And then Ving Rhames shoots the grenades at the bridge at one point, but even that takes a few shots. Yeah. Mm, yeah. He's way better than Billy. He's way better. Cause than he Billy. does it through the windmill thing in this mm-hmm. movie. Yep. That was yep. tough. Cause the other guy didn't make it. No, <laughs> that dude had a better copter too. I forgot to mention it up top, but I think this movie, not even just a mission impossible movie. I'm going to say something ridiculous out of any movie in the pantheon of cinema. This movie has like a top 20. It's up there. Shocking, brutal character death. Oh, yeah. In the way that it's executed and the fact that I didn't think it was going to happen. All of that combined. Yeah. Are, are, is, that, is that we're coming up very it's about close to happen? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Ethan, he breaks, he sneaks into the building. He eventually finds Lindsay. She's tied up. Uh, she's not in a good state, but he shoots her with some adrenaline and that like poof, wakes her up immediately. Uh, Zen is kind of sifting around. She, she's looking for something, but I didn't really pick up. She's on looking she's for doing. evidence for Davian, I think, which is that's right. The hard drives that get burnt, I think, is what she grabs. Mm-hmm. But it's because the guy threw the grenade. Yeah, because she gets blasted out of the like room. Yeah, she's the in. office. Um, as they're trying to escape, Lindsay kind of tells Ethan, "Hey, you need to turn off your transmitter. I got to tell you something. I only trust you." But right before she can say anything, they get into a gunfight. It's actually a pretty cool, like. Not breaking the mold, but a really well done gunfight. You get the the hero pose of them both like back to back shooting. Yeah, because he throws her a gun. Um, I I love it when there's that part where she's like, "I'm out of ammo. How many you got?" Love he's it. like, "Enough." Enough. And he turns around, <laughs> shoots the guy, falls out the window. He's like, "Now I'm out." <laughs> he only needed the one bullet, baby. It, there are a couple things in this movie that are either cheesy or awesome. strange. Oh. Like they're the strange choices. But I love the movie for them. I don't know why the strange, cheesy choices that this movie makes works for me. Whereas like all of the cheese that worked that was that happened in the other movie doesn't. That's the thing. Like with Tom Cruise's delivery, as long as he doesn't have like a, an overly stylized director flaring it up, even the cheesiest action lines can seem grounded. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that enough like you can picture an arnold schwarzenegger saying that or sliced alone and it would be like i've got enough bullets yeah (laughs) precisely one one (laughs) for six men yeah he does like a wanted style i shoot one into my thigh to piss me off (laughs) and kill all of them with my bare hands (laughs) i'm going to cover the bullet Uh, but yeah, before they jump out, I love the shot where he just throws one last little, one of those like magnetic bombs and it like flies to the air. Then yeah, the way that it whoosh, like snips right to cool. the steel beam. It feels good. Mm. Um, uh, they're all getting ready to go. The explosion happens. They jump on the van that Luther's driving. I love the, the shot of the camera where it's looking up at Tom Cruise going, Luther, we're on. And the explosion happens above them. Yeah. That's a very cool shot. And Tom's panicking because there's still debris to worry about. So he's like, go. Yeah, go. I don't want this shit falling on my It'd head. If that's how they died right there. Yeah. Just like a lamp impales him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Luther drives like a mile away. He's like, we made it, buddy. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, but they get to the LZ. Uh, right as they're loading into the, the helicopter, Lindsay's head starts hurting. She's like, ah, can't you guys hear that? Something's hurting my brain. Owie. Owie. Uh, they get into the helicopter. They're trying to figure out what's wrong with Lindsay. But at the same time, there's like this uh, like total like helicopter made for fucking war, right? It's got missiles and all kinds of shit on it. It's a sexy looking helicopter. I'll so, just say what it. What is it, like a war, a war hawk? A war, of a, I, I, sure. I think it's one of the hawks. Yeah. Mm. Seahawk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Seahawk. Um, 
they, they try to get away. The, the copters chase them. There's this really awesome shot where the the the, the Seahawk locks onto them, shoots a missile. Declan kind of does a little of evasive maneuvers. And there's this really cool shot where the missile flies by their helicopter. And you see from Tom Cruise's perspective, the light kind of pass on his face as he's watching the missile go away. I don't, yeah. I don't know why that shot really stands out to me. I just love the lighting. Like, oh, that was really close. Yeah. Something about that kind of ups the stakes. Absolutely. You can see the lighting changing. Um, uh, they, they figure out that uh, somehow they have put an explosive. They've shot it up Lindsay's nose. It's in her brain. It's a timed release explosive. So at any point, this little bomb in her head is going to go off. I, know, I love kill the her. whole concept of this like tiny bomb. Yeah, and so they're trying to rush around, trying to figure out what are they going to do. They're going to get a defibrillator and zap her, and the electricity from the defibrillator is going to make the bomb inert. It'll kill her, but then they can just zap her again and bring her back, restart her yeah. heart that way. So they're rushing around, and there's this really great series of events where they're trying to defib her, but because Declan's trying to avoid the other helicopter, it's all so kinds sad. of shit's kind of stopping them from and actually doing Zen it. And Zen falls out, and he has to help her. Yeah, Zen falls out. He's got to literally grab her and pull her back into the... The thing, uh, they're waiting for the paddles to warm up. They're like, all right, it's warm up in three, two. And before like she, they can do it, she says, hey, Ethan, thanks for coming to get me, man. Thank you. He's like, okay, cool. Three, two. Zip. And then it's like, I think what you were referring to yes, before. Yes, it's terrible. The the bomb in Lindsay's head Because Carrie off. Russell's so good. And yeah. prior to this, you know, when he says, hey, I'm going to have to kill you, but I can bring you back. And she's like, I trust you. And she looks at him implicitly like i trust you yeah you know? you're gonna and save me that's his student we find out later and so there's a relationship there of like you know it's his fault that she's in the field he gave her the okay like he approved it so there's all that context watching it for the second third fourth fifth time but also uh it's the fact that a lesser filmmaker could have had her head just explode explode and it'd be very like gory but this it is would, scary yes the fact that it just kind of makes her eyes go googly yeah and like twitch yeah, she twitches really quickly and her one eye is kind of off to the side oh, and you, you just terrible. know she's gone. Something about that is so much scarier than if her head just exploded into a bag of gore. You yes, know what I mean? Yes, 100 times, 100 times scarier. I mean, Because then they can they can sit there and look at it and like... It lives in my head <laughs> rent-free, Oof, as they say. Like Oof. that little nitroglycerin capsule mm-hmm. paid no rent in Lindsay's head. Now, you say uh, a lesser ex- filmmaker probably would have done this. Apparently... Originally, it was supposed to be more like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know exactly to how to what extent, but J.J. Abrams said on like the director's commentary of this movie that he prefers the original version they had. That the studio was like, "Hey, no, that's too much." So, if you can imagine what too much was and what they scaled well, I imagine back to they this, had like flappy skins and head gone, and yeah, I don't know. But apparently. Maybe this is one of the instances where I think the studio might have made a better choice, maybe. Yeah, I'm Possibly. sure they were trying to avoid an R rating, probably. Yes. Yeah, for uh, sure. But honestly, this is just more terrifying that it's mm-hmm. like, you know, to me. No, I 100% agree. It's it, it's so shocking the first time you see it. You're like, oh, yeah. oh God. Yeah. What? Why? <laughs> what happened? What happened to Carrie Russell? <laughs> Why is her eye doing that? <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> Fix it. Uh, but Ethan's sad. He hugs, he hugs her. He knows he failed her. Um, he comes home. He's a very sad boy. Julia hugs him. <laughs> she doesn't know, like, oh, man, is that Houston conference pretty awful? Yeah. <laughs> was the coffee shit? What? <laughs> was the coffee shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you don't like the coffee in uh, Houston. It's Atlanta. Or Atlanta has the iced coffee that's bad. Yeah. I'm also just, I'm particular about my coffees in general. Mm. Yeah. 
so we cut to some sort of uh, review meeting at IMF. It's like a debrief. A debrief, yeah. They've got a bunch of people in, in, in tables. And, and Morpheus is the head of the IMF. He is. What if I told you, Ethan? That's it. That's all. Oh, oh, that okay. you're not going to get a raise. That you're not going to get a raise. <laughs> uh, but yeah, his name he is. Keeps trying to give Rassel. me pills. Wait, why is this guy <laughs> the new IMF? We lost Anthony Hopkins. What happened to him? <laughs> we got this new guy who's like giving us pills and shit. He's well, always Anthony Hopkins definitely got fired for HR for being a misogynist. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, the moment uh, Ethan put Kerry Russell out on the field, he was like, you can't put a woman out there. What are they good for? <laughs> You're trying to have her f- fuck Damien Owen? What, are you <laughs> what else can she do? Uh, Anthony, we need to talk about your employment here. Also, your visa is up. <laughs> yeah, we're going to pull that. Uh, but yeah, so Lawrence Fishburne uh, plays Mr. Brassel, who is seemingly the head of IMF. They are reviewing the 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 what do you call it? The report that Ethan and Musgrave have made about this mission. He kind of says like, hey, Ethan, you're you're the one that recommended Agent Ferris. Um, do you think her performance is unacceptable? And or, or do you think your, her performance was good? And he's like, I think reviewing her performance is unacceptable, sir. And he replies, well, I think it's unacceptable that chocolate makes you fat. But I've had my share. <laughs> I get it. Lawrence Fishburne has some good lines in this one. Oh, he's always great. He's so yeah. good. Everybody's firing on all cylinders in this. Uh, I guess so. it's a thing where, like, if you're the head of IMF, you're just going to have, like, these really odd, strange, funny quips. Because Anthony Hopkins did that last Well, movie and then too. you know Alec Baldwin's going to come out in zingers. Yeah. But I think, you know, there's a lot of pressure in that job. And it's just, you got to let it out, let off the steam where you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, he's given them the riot act. Davian Owen. Owen Davian is, like, the goddamn invisible man. Uh, but we go to Ferris's funeral, um, and as he's at her funeral, he kind of flashes back to training her. She was the first student he had ever recommended for active duty, and mm. she was wondering if she was ready. Am I ready? He's like, yeah, you're going to be fine. What could happen? It's not like someone's going to throw a bomb in your head. That's weird. <laughs> Who would do that? Who would do that? Um, Ethan gets a call on his phone while he's at the funeral from a Mr. Kelvin. Yet another J.J. Abrams Easter egg. Really? All of his movies feature the name Kelvin. Because that is the name of his grandfather, and he considers his grandfather like very influential in his life, and so that's why the Star Trek movies that he directed is called the Kelvin Universe because that is the ship that the inciting incident in the very first movie is the USS Kelvin, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so he gets a call for, for Mister Kelvin, meaning Ethan Hunt from the Norfolk Mail Service. Apparently, Lindsay had sent him a package from Berlin in a safety deposit box, and it had just arrived. And so he goes to pick it up, and it's a microdot. A microdot. You don't see those much anymore. Apparently. But he can't see what's on it. Mm. It's blank, Ving says. Or, I'm sorry, Luther says. There's nothing on it. There's not, And he's like, look deeper. It's like, there's not a lot of square footage on this thing. Mm, I can't get any deeper, bud. <laughs> uh, but he's thinking, hey. Same thing you told Katie. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we're just having a good time, Katie. <laughs> uh, but Luther's kind of like, hey, man, the relationship you have with Lindsay is pretty deep. You never... Slept with your little sister, did you, man? I'm just asking, hey, if I don't ask the questions, who will? <laughs> Preferably nobody, Preferably Luther. Preferably no one, Luther. <laughs> Very out of line. Uh, but he kind of suggests, like, it's magnetic, which is, like, super old spy crafty stuff. Yeah. I want to look into that more. About- Probably real. Oh, yeah. I think, I think I've think i heard stuff about it, but I don't really know. We're talking know. Cold War action here? Yeah. Cold War action. <laughs> it's not as sexy as a hot war action. No, no, no. Moist the, war the vintage, action. The, the vintage Cold War porn is terrible. 
<laughs> it takes like 10 years to get off. <laughs> it's just really subtle foreplay in like a waiting room. Yep. <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev. <laughs> Take off them pants. <laughs> uh, um, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> Cold War action. <laughs> uh, and, and again, he's like, hey, why are you with Julia? And Ethan responds, uh, she reminds me of life before all this. She's sweet. Do you remember when you were sweet, Luther? I remember when Luther was sweet before we met him yeah. on screen. Yeah. He's sweet now. He's a sweet boy. He's a sweet man. The last shot of the movie is him in the background just being sweet as pie. Uh, he's, I love him. It made me so happy. I love him so much. Uh, cut to Benji. Benji, baby. Mm, God, Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg himself. He's some sort of tech guy in IMF. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he's recovered something from the drives that Zen stolen. They thought it was, they were like previously destroyed. Yeah, they're very damaged. They're very damaged. Probably won't get anything off them. I don't think but that's Benji how hard did. drives work. That you can get pieces of files. Maybe it is. I'd write it if you. This one's burnt. <laughs> it's, it's digital. Jack Shepard. You either have speech. it or you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he, he found a promotion worthy breakthrough. Uh, he f- sees that Davian will be at the Vatican for. Uh, some sort of handoff for what's called the rabbit's foot. Uh-huh. Uh, he's selling it for 18, I thought he said $1,800 million, but I didn't think that made sense to me. No. Did you write down the actual number? I did not. I wait. I did not. Okay. I thought he, like I was, I wasn't even looking at the screen, so I wasn't reading the captions. I was just typing and I typed $1,800 million <laughs> and, I, and I immediately looked up like, wait, did he say that? But the caption had already passed. I, was, I think eh, it's more like mind. 54 or 84 million or something, but okay. it's a lot of money. A lot of money. And Benji goes on this whole comedic tirade because they're Rickham. like, what's the, uh, what's the rabbit's foot? And then he, he goes in this long monologue that is essentially, the I have no idea. <laughs> it's like the anti-god it's gonna it's world just destroying but i'm just speculating i don't know what it is yeah to answer your question i have no idea and you know what we never figure out what it is we don't and, and i, I kind of love that it's you never awesome. know what it is yeah it doesn't matter because he's we made up gobbledygook anyway yeah, yeah. like chimera they were probably they had the opposite reaction to mission Impossible 2's chimera and bellerophon thing they were like fuck it it's, it's just, just the, it's the something fight. bad it's yeah. something bad it's in, a, it's in a case. It's all you need to know. You yeah, can't it's got a radioactive it symbol on it. We can assume. It's nuclear. Ooh, scary. Ooh, Ooh. don't touch it. Ooh, it's a radioactive. Ethan goes and visits Julia at the hospital because mm. uh, he's going to go on this mission now. He's going to go get Owen Davian for what he's done to Well, Lindsay. he's going he's going rogue, which is important because yes, this is a trend yes. throughout the rest of the franchise. Yeah. Actually, uh, yeah. The well, mi- the entire time, I guess. But well, Mission Impossible 2 is the only movie, I think, where he doesn't go rogue. Yeah, but the first one's not his fault. Yeah. The third one, he decides to go rogue, and I think it's pretty much the shtick for the rest of the franchise as well. But yeah, it's kind of his thing anyway. But yes, he's like, look, don't tell anybody, Benji. I- I'm going to go get him and and the buyer. But he doesn't. By yeah. the way, he just leaves as soon as he gets Davian. I was confused. But that's his plan. Yeah. Uh, but he tells Julia that he has to go away for a couple but, days. Hold on. I'm so mm. sorry. Oh, you're fine. What? Tell it's me. actually really good writing that they did this because now that we know that Musgrave works for Davian because they went rogue is how they were able to get Davian. Because yeah. they told Musgrave about the mission, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Because, yeah, he doesn't want them to tell Musgrave about it so that if something goes wrong, he you won't get in trouble. Because it, you get this kind of uh, feeling that Ethan has some sort of... Uh, relationship with Musgrave. Yeah, Maybe they're he's friends. like looking out for him. Like, he's my dude. He's yeah. my buddy. I we don't fucked get in one trouble. time, but we're mostly just friends. Yeah, look at his eyes. Look at <laughs> Billy Crudup's eyes. Oh my God. Tell I can't. me you can't. I could get lost in them things. Mm-hmm. 
oh, I can't wait till he plays a giant naked blue guy mm-hmm. <laughs> in Watchmen. Not as good as Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, though. This is true. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices. The path forward is not always clear. Like you never know, sometimes I used to sell cars for a living and I hated that job, but I made good money. I was able to buy a house. I was gone from my family all the time. I would podcast whenever I could. I didn't get to see many movies. I worked every Thursday night. It was terrible, but I was like, I got to do this. I got stuck in the middle-class grind where I was like, hey, this is what's right for my family, me to be miserable. We feel like we're stuck. We don't know what to do. So whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, sometimes in a relationship or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything else. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. And like I said, I had to have a lot of practice and it was talking through that stuff with someone else that helped me. And that's why you could find a therapist using BetterHelp that meshes with your values and the way that you see life in that perspective. And they can talk you through in a way that you find valuable and that you understand. So you can do it entirely online, get matched with a therapist like this that you enjoy, that you find value in. And if you find that it's not working, you can switch at any time. It's extremely easy to switch it. So just think about that. Think about how close you are to finding a therapist to better your entire life. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash streaming things. So they're not going to tell Musgrave. They're going rogue. They're getting Davian. He tells Julie he's going to go away for a couple days. And she's, she's like, hey, man, what's going on? You're lying. You're not telling me something. You need to tell me. But he can't tell her because it's, it's, it's classified. Yeah, literally, I'll have you, to kill you. You can't tell people classified material. He's like, honey, you know that old joke? I can't tell you. I'd have to kill you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That applies. Literally. <laughs> Want me to tell you? <laughs> he, he asked her, hey, I need you to trust me. She says, hey, is this real? And instead, mm. instead of saying yes, he goes, follow me. And where do they go, Chris? They get married, baby. <gasps> in the well, hospital. Hospital church. Yeah. The, they have some sort of guy, a priest there. On uh, I lear- We learned that his middle name is Matthew, which I don't know why I thought that was like a big revelation. Ethan like, Matthew Hunt. His name is Matthew. E-M-H. E-M-H. Yep. Just want to throw it out there. Is that, a, is that like a. No. No. Okay. I thought it was going somewhere until I got to the H. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You're like E, yes, M, <laughs> yes, T? H, fuck. No. <laughs> uh, so they get married. They've got some adorable rings they got from the hospital gift shop. And then they go to the supply closet and consummate that they marriage. They fuck. <laughs> that they do. All that shit is contaminated now and mm. needs to be thrown out. Yes. Uh, very irresponsible for someone who's in the medical field, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it happens all the time. Yeah. I went to go. <laughs> <laughs> what is this story? I went to go get an IV bag out of the closet. It's covered in cum. Does anybody want to <laughs> explain this? Not again, guys. <laughs> this is the third time this week. All right, Carl. It wasn't me. Wouldn't me this time. Swear to God. <laughs> and to God, I wouldn't me. <laughs> I learned my lesson last time. <laughs> Fool me twice. <laughs> Shame on me. Uh, but now we're going to uh, hear the team plan. They're going over how they're going to kidnap Davian. Uh, they're going into the Vatican. Luther says it's very locked down. Uh, but they need a car to get over this giant wall, right? Mm-hmm. 
So this is where Declan and uh, Ethan meet up. And before we get into their whole like Vatican heist, I just want to throw out how impressed I am okay. by both Declan and Ethan. Italian language pronunciations? That, yes. But throughout the whole mission, all both of them have like three wardrobe changes. Oh, yeah. And they're just like sleeping and it's in hot and out in Italy. Car- oh, yeah. They're crushing it. Like I've seen like... They could be Elsa in the uh, the <laughs> Frozen stage play. That's how good their wardrobe changes are. Oh, okay. okay. Have let you it seen go. Frozen on stage? No, but I've seen the the you know the the Let It Go song where she has a yeah. wardrobe change like in mid song. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. She uses her that? magic in the movie, but I've never seen a live action version. Oh, no. the, it's actually pretty impressive. Where like she's wearing the dress and then like the the wardrobe. And she lets it go. Yeah, somehow she makes a movement and the costume like rips into the new like the blue, the classic sometimes. And it's different for each stage play. I've seen where like a stage hand is like hiding behind her and like does the switch for her. But I've seen it other ways where the costume is literally uh, geared to do it on its own. It's always super impressive and cool, but they are literally Elsa on the stage. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Both of them. Two Elsas. (laughs) One of them. Can the world, can you imagine? One of them would be Anna. Mm, Which one's Anna? Declan. Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> He's over there trying to build snowman all the time. For sure. I love Frozen, by the way. Um, yeah, pretty cool. I love this whole heist. Very well done. Yeah, so they they, they stage some sort of, they're on a DHL truck, and they they kind of block traffic, and they start kind of arguing in Italian. Yeah. Is this offensive to Italians, how, like, everyone is just like, hey, come on, we're trying to get around you. This is the way we talk, I guess. Uh, don't you see the smoke coming out of my car? It must be how they really talk. I would like uh, anybody who speaks Italian to write in. I, Declan is European, or I'm sorry, uh, Jonathan Reese Myers is European, so I assume his is, like, okay or very good. I have no idea. But I'm really curious... On how Tom Cruise's dialect is, because apparently it's supposed to be a convincing two Italians. Yeah. But I'm curious. And, and the scene is funny because they're like super animated. And eventually when they do, quote unquote, fix the car, like all the people that were just yelling them on the street were like, oh, have a great day. It's so lovely meeting you. Like, just, I, I don't know. I just love that scene. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, Ethan shoots out the cameras. He grapples up the wall. Looks like a fun time. Uh, there's this really weird shot where he jumps on the wall and the camera zooms right up on him and he looks right in the camera and goes, Humpty Dumpty's head on a wall. <laughs> I don't understand it. Somebody, was it you? I love it. <laughs> Somebody texted me and said that that's the only part they hate about the movie. I don't know if it was you. That wasn't me. Maybe it was Alex. I, I like it. Yeah, I, I like it too. It's I, so random. I don't understand it. No. I don't know why it's in there. It's just him. If you're out on the job, because during this scene, during this heist, him and uh, Luther have like a, a co-worker conversation about their love lives and stuff again. Yeah. And it, I like the idea that JJ was probably the one that was like, look, man, this is just your job. You do this shit all the time. Mm-hmm. So you're going to, you're going to take a piss. You're going to talk to your buddies, you know? And you're going to you're gossiping, going to think about Humpty Dumpty because you're on a wall. Yeah, this is a water cooler moment. Exactly. Yeah. So Um, I just thought that was neat. But yeah, that's a it's a goofy moment that I I enjoyed. I love it. The Um, only thing about this movie that really took me out was the uh, the lip reading with the subtitles scene, mm -hmm. because like especially Billy Crudup, when he does it, he just he's so fast and he's just like, I know Ethan's going to get it. Yeah. (laughs) And I like to imagine Ethan's like. What? what? <laughs> Are you okay? You want purple Skittles or a, or a, or an Afghan? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's also one of those things where, like, that. I feel like that's a skill that you don't, you're not actively doing at all times. So if someone just moves a mouth, if you're not actively like clued in on that, are you? Do you know right away? Like, oh, I'm supposed to be reading a mouth. Look at me, Ethan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I'm not going to touch it. That'd be so funny if if he (laughs) didn't read that and they're like, he's like, take him away to holding. And then the credits just started rolling because he never got out. I don't know why he gave me this knife, guys. You should take it. Uh, But yeah, Ethan's on top of the wall. He takes a photo and holds it in front of one of the cameras. I do like this bit where he takes like a little laser and just kind of the whole time he's laying on top of the wall and it's super cool that he's able to do all this stuff and he takes a laser and measures the distance to the ground and he like enters it into a keypad. And so his like uh, tether his, thing, his tether knows exactly how far he can jump and he just rolls off and but then oh, it's an Easter first egg. movie Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's one of those in every movie so far. I don't mm-hmm. know if that continues. I don't know. Either. Like the iconic rope shot with Ethan has happened all three times. Yep. But I wonder if it continues. Well, tune in to find out. Well, I know Christopher McQuarrie is very against fan service. At the hindrance of story. Yeah, he hates fans. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> your, new, your new name is Ethan. <laughs> Damn. Uh, but yeah, Ethan, I put some stank on that. The, Ameri- the Americans just got a jump scare. That was a hard T. <laughs> but all of our over the pond listeners were like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are they freaking out about? Weird. He just said. It's <laughs> <laughs> a natural. <laughs> I don't even know what, tra- what word you were trying to say. Cultural. <laughs> it's a cultural thing. <laughs> you know. I was not intentional. <sighs> uh, okay. This is where we see the first wardrobe change where he changes to a priest. Uh, Luther is underwater. He's going into the sewers below the Vatican. Declan is dressed as a tourist. Um, uh, Ethan walks by the big security room in the Vatican. Uh, he's got a tablet in the Bible. Uh, there's a lot of stuff happening. Declan uh, fires a tracer with his camera onto, uh, I didn't write what it was onto. Was it on the uh, the manhole cover? Yes. So that's going to be their like point of escape, right? Yes. Well, that's how they, yes, they drop the guy through and they all get through the floor of the Lamborghini later yeah. through that manhole. Uh, Zen shows up. She is driving a Lambo, right? Is that a Lambo? That's a Lambo, my friend. It's a beautiful car. Uh, they have this really fun thing piece of tech where they like break a wall i just like how they like screw holes and get like wires and it like pulls the, the wall down that was cool mm-hmm. uh declan is now in a different uniform uh he gets sent in the game where he lets her he's in. a security guy yeah he's dressed as a security guy he gets sent into the party uh let's see and davian arrives at the charity event we see him finally there uh zen is making an op- a photo opportunity to take uh good photos of his face because what do they have with him a f- camera a, a mask maker Oh, yes. Yes. The first time we get to see a mask being made. And this is after the Ken and IMF agent have a real relationship conversation they have again. So that's the through line throughout because now he's got a a love interest in the movie. It's important to note. Yeah. Luther Um, gives it 23 months. He does. It tops. Tops. Uh, So we finally get to see how the masks are made. And I think the transition into the Davian mask is fucking perfect. Like the fact that it's like clearly a mask and then it is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, it's really I don't know how well they done. did that. It's great. It's really well done. Um, and I do, I do love the thing where Luther's kind of harping on him, like, you know, this relationship's not going to last. It's going to be 23 months tops. You're a big idiot for doing it. And he's like, Luther, uh, Julie and I got married two days ago. Congratulations. I'm thanks. So, I'm so happy for you. Thanks. <laughs> I love the two thanks. He yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're good together. They're so good together. But Chris, you know who I want to give thanks to? Who? The Patreon subscribers oh. for the month of June. If you go to patreon.com slash streaming things, you can join our Patreon at a variety of tiers. Some of these tiers allow your name to be shouted out on the episode. And for the month of June, 
We got these people. Chris, do you want to read these people? I would love to. There you go. It's, it's right a mission there, that friend. I choose to accept, my friend. Now, my iPad will explode after you read oh! this. <laughs> Chester Copperpot, Stanton Valentino, Svento7, Pills, baby! Pills, baby! Jay Scramo, A.K. Ashley Ray, Alan Tomlinson, Wendy O'Loughlin, Jason Hawkins, Trey Pereira, Conrad, David Malfara, Kaylee Simpson, Rabbit Dog, in a Barbie Car, Jose Ruben, Cruz Rodriguez, Alex Alexis Adler, so sorry, Alexis, Thomas Alexander, Emmy, Joe Velez, Valerie, Aaron Layton, John Collins, Amanda King, Sun Loving Mortal, Andrew Gray, Jadinklage Morgoon, Jen Robinson, Kate, Chloe Richardson, Kalisha Reeves, Kiki Newton, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Casey McCain, and Enza. Always ending on Enza. Enza. <laughs> One more time for the people in back. Enza. There you go. Uh, so as Davian's kind of walking around enjoying the charity event, I'm not sure exactly what they're doing at this event. They're all just kind of standing around. Well, the they're making a deal. I think they're supposed to. Uh, he's got the plans for well, where I mean, to like, find the rabbit's foot. I mean, I'm talking about what the, the charity event itself what it is like. Who threw that? Who the threw Pope that party. The Pope, Pope himself. He's like, yes. hey, we're going to have a good party. Here. Everybody. I'm going to put on my hat and we're going to have a good time. <laughs> Look at my hat. <laughs> It's who, so big. Who wants to do wheelies in the Popomobile? <laughs> in the Popomobile. <laughs> Does uh, but, the pop shit in the woods? Today you find out. <laughs> well, that's why I organized this whole party. Uh, wait till I got a poop. Zen makes a big scene by spilling wine on him. And Uh-oh. I love how strangely Papa calm he poop. is. Oh, no. <laughs> Father, son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I exercise at this poop. <laughs> From a body of Christ. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, that's what you said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like how strangely calm uh, Davian is about this. She spills the wine. He's like, oh, no, no. I, I always spill white wine or red wine on my custom, custom sh- shirt. Yeah. It's no big deal. Thank you. But he's like a dick about it at the same time, even though he's cool as a cucumber. And he's got like his little translator slash advisor there that's like, oh, God, oh, God, he's going to kill me, which she does. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler alert. She, she did. Uh, but, but I the whole time, like Ethan dressed up as Davy and is like lurking, know, lurk, shuffling through like the air ducts. And I just had this moment where I thought, how awesome would it have been? If we got like a spy series starring Philip Seymour Hoffman as like a James Bond esque type dude, so good. Like just in the small little scene in the bathroom, I was I would get so behind this of like, like Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, I don't have the body of an action star, but I'm super cool, amazingly cool. I love it. Uh, but yeah, he sends his bodyguard into the bathroom to make sure no one's in there. Uh, so we can clean off his shirt. Davian goes in and you've got the the horror movie trope where he bends over in front of the sink to wash his hands. And he looks up and gasp. He's behind him. <laughs> but he's very calm about that, too. In fact, he's amazing at controlling his emotions in this movie. That's what makes him so terrifying. Like when he's dangling out of the plane, he has no emotion whatsoever. All he's doing is listening to the people talk. We'll get to that soon, but I just think it's a, it's really cool how he's portrayed that way. And you you brought it up, but it's it's he does that throughout. Um, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, he sink, he sneaks up behind him and um, like he he, he knocks uh, Davian down. And he's like, read this, and he holds up a little card. The pleasure of Busby's company is what I most enjoy. He put attack on Nancy's chair when he called him a horrible boy. <laughs> uh, this is uh, a po- it's actually a poem. Um, but it's so they can get every enunciation of each syllable that they need to replicate his voice, I imagine. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the that's kind of the reason why the specific poem, one of the reasons why it's so pop famous is because it's it actually employs every single type of phenome you can. Articulate. Oh, really? Yeah. 
it's like well known for doing that. Panphonic. Panphonic. Yeah, that's why it's there. It's like, it's like a nursery rhyme thing. It's how they're getting the voice, and uh, and he starts panicking because uh, Davian's bodyguard is showing back up and is not complete with getting the 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 voice modulator yet or to get dispensing of the real body. Yeah, uh, and so he just sprays the red wine spray on his shirt. And Declan and unconscious Davian hide behind the door while he pretends to get the wine out of his shirt. But he's, he's, he's like, he's like the, <clears throat> yeah. he can't talk to the bodyguard. Yeah, smooshing him away. <laughs> so it's like this really tense sequence where he's try- waiting for the voice to upload. Uh, and then they have this whole ruse, which is just Davian getting laid. Uh, and so <laughs> he comes out, and uh, him and Zen interact, and their whole thing is we're going to pretend to just roll out, and I'm going to get horny and leave everybody there and take the case with me. What am I going to do in your hotel room without my shirt on? We'll figure it out. She, I love the, tra- I love the translator just rolls her eyes. Like yeah. she says, you'll think of something. <laughs> yeah. And he's like down. Uh, and she wants to drive. So anyway, they get in the Lamborghini. There's like a drop floor in the Lamborghini. And so they're all, and it's such a low riding car mm-hmm. that they're, they can't see them going beneath and they go I, into the tunnels. I do love when they open up the door. There's that whole like, What's I, up? <laughs> I love it so fucking much. I think you're downplaying how great of a moment that it's is. so good. Because he just, as Philip Seymour Hoffman. Nothing, what's up with you? Yeah. And the way that nothing. It, it's Luther's <laughs> response. Dude, nothing, what's up with you? Like, instead of being like, what do you mean what's up? You know, it's so perfect. I love it yeah. so much. Because again, it, this is another day for them. This is yeah, Tuesday. It's such a good point. Yeah, this is just a fun day at work for them. Like, this is this is difficult mission, not yeah. mission impossible, right? Mission difficult. And then they blow up the car, so everybody's ostensibly going to think Davian's dead until they realize there's no bodies in there. But uh, And then Musgrave pretends to be aware of the operation, uh, you think, to take credit. And again, the movie does a really good job of painting Brassel as, as the, the villain. villain, even before the reveal with Carrie Russell happens, so that when that happens, and she's like, I think it's Brassel, you're like, I fucking knew it. He was weird. He was a little too hard on Ethan. He's um, a mean man. Yeah, like the camera lingered. And honestly, it got me, even though I've seen this movie three times, it got me again. Like mm-hmm. the Musgrave thing for me was a reveal, and I watched this in like 2015. That's how dumb I am. <laughs> <gasps> Billy Crudup, no! Oh, oh man. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um... But yeah, so then at this point, it's Davian tied up on the plane. This is like a big transportation, what's it called? Uh, cargo plane kind of mm, thing. Yeah. It's a big transportation. It is. It's a big transportation it's thing. It's true. I wasn't some, wrong. Some might call it, you think, planes? It's like planes, do you think? <laughs> and there's like a handheld camera action here. It's real sh- extra shaky during the scene, uh, but not enough to green grass piss Steve off. No. Uh, and, and at this point, Davian, again, Davian's just, who are you? Who do, who do you is, love? I'm going to hurt your wife. What is your name? Yeah. <laughs> do you have a girl? I'm going to find her and I'm going to hurt her. You got something? I'm going to date her I don't know, three times. I'm never going to call her I'm again. I'm not going to call her again. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> Leave her alone. She's a good lady. <laughs> you call her. You text her as soon as you get home to make sure she knows you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so good because he's threatening... Ethan's love life and Ethan finally kind of breaks and grabs because the first time he has something like that to lose. If you forget mission impossible two and that terribly rushed relationship with Tandy way Newton, Mm -hmm. Um, isn't it weird that they begin the movie? Like I'm in a relationship with this person you've never met before, but somehow it's more believable than than the Tandy Newton thing. Yeah. Better all around. So he dangles him out of the plane in a really cool way. And he slowly starts cutting his bonds um, Ethan, don't do it. It's not you. It's not you, man. 
and he's about to cut the very last chord and Luther begs him to stop. And uh, but that whole ordeal, he's never, I mean, he's scared. You can tell his heart's pounding because he's staring at like thousands and thousands of feet of death. Mm-hmm. And one of the worst deaths I can particularly imagine because I can't stand heights. Uh, and yet all he was doing was picking up that his name was Ethan, the guy that he hates right now. Yeah. Like he's stone cold. Like he pulls him back up into the plane and he's like, Ethan, <laughs> the last thing you should be concerned about is who I'm selling it to. Ethan. What a dork name. Ha, nerd. Bet your middle name is Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just was very impressed by that little like uh, character touch of the whole thing. Um, but then we go back to uh, back to the, the regular world outside the plane. The regular world. Lindsay's uh, microdot is a video file. And they're still transporting Davian back to IMF at this point. They hand him off to other IMF agents. And Brassel's dirty is what Lindsay says. He's doity. He's doity as hell. But then right at that moment, boom. Big explosion. Missile, missile ambush uh, on the IMF convoy. And there's like a crazy pileup, you know, jackknifing uh, 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 semi-trucks. And then there's a big chopper full of assholes <laughs> that for some reason don't shoot Ethan right away. But I appreciate it because I like that character. It's, it's the, the shot of the helicopter is like super dramatic. Yeah. Because it's Ethan looking all like scared because huh. a drone flew by. There's, there's yeah. a predator drone that's like launching missile, missiles and everything. But then like the helicopter comes up from beneath the bridge and you see it in beh- the background behind Tom But they're Cruise. all just like super chilling. And the dude's chilling. just kind of like, hey, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> yeah, I just th- thought that was an interesting way to frame that. But I mean, then there's some action sequences. I, I do like this scene because I think this might be the only time in the entire franchise where the, the team, like the IMF team, is actively protecting civilians. Innocence. Yeah. Because yeah, like Luther goes to uh, help this woman uh, and I forget what Zen's doing. But Jacqueline doing, and Zen are doing the same thing. They're doing good stuff. Uh, and Ethan has to run back to the truck for a gun because his pistol runs out of bullets really quickly. He's like, there's a, a G36. Like a G6. <laughs> this movie has the most Tom Cruise running of all of the Mission Impossibles, I think. So far, at least. Um, I think it's true. But yeah, he's, he, he makes a... Super good Tom Cruise dash for it. Uh, but then the drone circles back because there's like there's an IMF agent in the truck and comes back for him. And he makes it out in the nick of time, starts building the G36, kills the drone with it. But then he has to make a jump because there's like a flaming truck in his way. I, I do want to point out there's a shot where he's running away from the van and the missile hits the van. It blows up and it like knocks Ethan into the car. Yeah, it's a great practical effect. The, the stunt kind of makes no sense because the explosion behind him is making him get launched to his left. To the side. Which kind of makes no sense, but I love that shot so much. I love it. It looks so good. And yeah. That stunt has always lived rent-free to my head. Like, that was, like, in the trailer that I watch all the time in the movie theater when I worked there. Yeah. So just, like, oh, I want to launch someone into a side of a car. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Consensually. Consensually, yeah. Yeah. It, it's... <laughs> It's it's very effective. Before I launch you into the side of the car, do I have your consent? Some people are into that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no shame. So he no makes shame. a jump across the hole in the bridge. Doesn't quite make it. So he spends most of the time that Davian's getting away because his team has got like cool, like melty ooze Free, Freezy ooze. Oh, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. And they just punch him out of there and then bolt cut him out, take him off in the uh, asshole chopper. And uh, he's climbing up the rebar like the whole time they're doing that. And he's only got a couple bullets in the G36 anyway. So frustrating. And Davian's just staring at him. And I love that the first thing Davian does is go get his wife. Right. Like he's like so mad. He's like, we got to make a pit stop. Yeah. Dude's name's Ethan. But it's Musgrave. He's like, what's Ethan's last name? Who's his wife? Yeah. Musgrave rat him out. We know that now. Um, 
So yeah, pretty fucked up Musgrave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, at this point, um, he's, he's she's trying to get a hold of Julia. Like he, she won't answer. That's his. right. He calls Rick, Aaron Paul. And he answers the phone at the house. He's like, what's up, man? Oh, yeah, some guy was looking for you. I told him to probably ask Julia. Yeah, she's British at the hospital. Guy. Yeah, she's at the hospital. What? Told him to go there. Don't worry, man. They're going to find her. <laughs> <laughs> and then so Ethan's racing, panicking, driving like a maniac. Julia's showering at work, unawares. Uh, and then she runs into this like EMT guy and he sticks a sedative like sticker button on her arm. And she's like, what's that? And then passes out. And is this, is this British guy with the moppy hair? This might be a deep cut. But when he first shows up, you remember in like the first or second episode of Game of Thrones season one? Super there, deep cut. There's that dude that's sent to kill Bran. And there's like that Paul Dagger. Guy. Yeah. And he goes, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> is that him? I don't think so. I don't think it is. But when he shows up, I'm like, that's all I can think of. It. You're reminded not supposed you of to him? be here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. He just had that look about him. To Catelyn Stark. But how scary is that when you're, when some guy's like, hey, can I get your help? And he just puts like a little, like, boop. like a little dot on your arm. You're like, yeah. What's that silly Billy? Yeah, they just boop your, boop your snoot. Yeah. You, you get your boop snoot, your snoot booped. And you're out. Mm -mm. That's scary. That's, That's it, baby. horrifying. Lights out. Does that thing exist? I doubt it. Good. They have it in Charlie's Angels too, like the reboot. They Full use, throttle. They use those little <laughs> things to, and one of them sticks it to herself by accident because she grabs the wrong side of it. Oh, whoops! Not full throttle. The good one with <laughs> Kristen Stewart. Um, <laughs> that is the hot take to ninety percent of people. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I love it. Any hoozle. So then, uh, at this point. It's terrifying and scary and sad because Ethan runs right past his wife on the gurney and his kidnap and her kidnapper. Yeah. And goes to the front desk and runs around the entire hospital and outside until finally he gets a call from Davian. that's like, hey, uh, just want to confirm what you already suspect. I do have your wife. I will kill her. Uh, I want the rabbit's foot in 48 hours. You had a watch last time I saw you. So set the, set the clock. Let's let's sync up right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but right at that moment, the IMF swoops in, which is the only thing that well, that does make sense, actually, because it's Brassel that wants him. And that's why Musgrave breaks him out. That's right. Uh, so the IMF swoops in because he's gone rogue. And he's gone rogue, damn it. Ethan panics and runs, but it ends up getting tased and gets brought in like Hannibal fucking Lecter. He's got like a mouth yeah. guard and shit on because <laughs> he's tough, that Ethan Hunt. You got to keep him strapped in. Absolutely. I will bleed on the flag to make sure those stripes stay red. That's such a good speech. It is a good line. I did write. What? Like, wh what point is he making? <laughs> It just—it sounds super cool, but like I was trying to think. I think of, his whole point of the speech was that like you are you are a cog, and if you don't operate with the rest of the gears, the whole country is at risk. And so, I'll fucking kill you just for being slightly out of whack, rather than risk any danger to the motherland. Mm. You know, <laughs> I personally like the part where like he said, uh, "What I will lose sleep over," and I love my sleep. Mm -hmm. So I, good. I feel you, Brassel. So I feel good. you, Brassel. It's the best thing he's done since 1999. Uh, <laughs> and then there's this lip reading scene with Musgrave. I've already talked about it a few times, but he's going to Shanghai. <sighs> and then the, the, the elevator gurney fight is really cool, though, where like one of his legs is still strapped in. He isn't he's not quite able to get all the way undone before he has to fight everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. He's freeze one arm, knocks the guy out, freeze another arm, knocks another guy out, freeze a leg. And then has to like fight around with the gurney and stuff to finish everybody off. I think I thought it was great. Ex yeah, it's excellent. Uh, and then he, I don't know how he was able to impersonate Brassel's voice. Yeah, I couldn't tell if he had how, a thing. How did he even have it? He did. 
So how to get a voice strip and how did it have Brass's voice on it? Because we know from watching that that takes some time. It takes Luther's help. Did Musgrave, is that one of the things Musgrave gave him? (sighs) No, I think he just gave him like a little (sighs) knife or something. Hmm. But it's really cool though, because it's funny. I like the idea of he didn't have a thing on his voice. He's just imitating it. Everybody go down here. (laughs) He's just really good at impressions. Uh, And then he ends up playing We Are Family. uh, We are family. And be only because it's Lit Lawrence first that song a bunch this week. Yeah, it's in two of the movies that we watch. Yeah. Um, the outfit. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ethan is dressed like a Czechoslovakian 70s porn star in the airport on the way to Shanghai. I loved it. He's got some mutton chops, a handlebar mustache, and like a beanie and a mop hair. I would watch The Terminal starring Tom Cruise. Dude, that guy, he was playing <laughs> one of the stars from Cold War Action. Oh, hello, the, it is me. The boring 70s porno. Yeah. Hello. I have secrets. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll I will ne- not tell you that. I will never tell. <laughs> I, mean, I'm nice. I don't know why we're doing Borat right now. Um, I think it's the facial hair he had on. <laughs> yes. Then he gets to Shanghai. He picks the lock to 1406. Uh, and inside he starts to freak out because he hears somebody's coming. And he grabs one of the knives and almost kills him. But it's he's, Luther and he's his friends. Stabby. They're there to help get Julia. Musgrave told us. And they only have two hours. Yeah. By this point, because traveling to Shanghai takes a while. Yeah. Uh, and Langley was a cakewalk compared to this is the only reference point you need to how much security is around this building in Shanghai. But I he d- don't believe them. He, yeah, right. He, he takes a marker and he draws on the wings. He's got a good view of where he's trying to break into, luckily. And uh, he's like, we can use a fulcrum. <laughs> a fulcrum. <laughs> to a base jump. That's what they we're going to do. So he's going to swing to one building, but there's guards on the roofs. Hopefully they can. How did he get? It's two hours, right? They don't have a. Mm-hmm. This is without sanction from the IMF. So they don't have access to resources. Mm-hmm. But somehow they're able to get a parachute. Mm-hmm. They probably brought that. They were able to. Well, he says we, we're going to have to get a parachute because they didn't know that was part of the plan. Because oh, right. he's going to base jump, yeah. and they get like a tennis ball launcher pretty yeah. quickly. Dick Sporting Goods, right? Up the <laughs> easy. Yeah, You're right. That's easy. You're right. <laughs> what other questions you got, Chris? Yeah, come on. Parachute's probably a dicks too. Um. So yeah. Any hoozle. They start enacting the plan. Right? I like how, yeah. They they're literally like batter up, and they start just launching baseballs. Uh, onto the roof and the guard's like what the hell well the funniest part to me is they do this dramatic scene that would have been better on walkie talkies because it's luther's up with ethan right and he's like hey man you got this or whatever they say right he's like yeah i got this you know it's my job that whole thing yeah it's my job and then it cuts and luther's like eight footballs away on the other skyscraper and these buildings have like 120 floors they're like they're they're that takes forever Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, now I have to, in my head, imagine Luther being like, all right, man. And Ethan just waiting <laughs> while Luther's <laughs> running across the street. Oh, I thought they were on the same building. Getting he just in the went building. to the other no, side of the No, because he's using stop. binoculars and stuff. Like, all right, there he is. He's about to go in. He's about oh, to I swing. I thought he was using binoculars to look at the guards. And then when he swung over, he was watching him. Maybe, but I'm going to live my, my head cannon. It's funny. <laughs> it is funny. You're like... All right, give me a minute. <laughs> and he's and he's in an elevator at one point, and you can just hear the and somebody gets in on like floor thirty six, and he's like, "What's up?" Oh, I'll hold it. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, doesn't matter if that happened or not. It's funny in my head. Uh, and then they, yeah, they're shooting uh, like tennis balls, baseballs at the roof guards, and they're freaking out. Um, and he, then, s- he swings over there. He makes it. He slides down the roof. The sliding. Cool. 
is terrifying because it can have a heights thing. Mm-hmm. And oh. there's that part where he kind of tries to stand a little bit, so he almost starts tumbling and rolling on it. Yeah. Oh, that's the part that gets me like, no, don't, don't, don't do, do that. It. Don't do don't that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But he's like shooting the people as he's sliding, and then he catches himself. And everybody's amazed when he makes it because they thought he was going to die, to be honest. I knew he'd make it. Yeah. The whole time. <laughs> I was, I was easy. Easy. Uh, and then uh, saying, oh, yeah, there's like, they're praying for Ethan. So Zing has like a, a bring her cat home prayer that she's going to use for Ethan. I, I think Declan's job on this operation is just to always know when Julie is going to get shot. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we've got five minutes before Julie is dead. I've, Guys, we have two minutes till Julie is dead. I'm starting to get worried about Julia. Not going to lie. <laughs> Ooh, gonna lie. I hope my, I didn't actually reset my clock Ooh. when I got to Shanghai. Wait, is this EST? Where is are we at? EST time? Is it UT minus seven? <laughs> Uh, but Zen's making like a prayer. She's saying a prayer for. Yeah, they're really worried about their buddy about the Ethan. Cat. Yeah, teach it to me. But he ends up. He's like eight minutes late, and he has to jump with the chute way too low. He's like on a different floor entirely, and so the the chute doesn't even fully deploy. He ends up crashing into another building on landing on a table, like looking at a janitor, and it sucks him. Back and then out. it sucks him back out into the chaos. It's pretty funny, and then he gets dropped on a freeway in front of a semi. Almost gets hit by Declan after chasing after the rabbit's foot. And he's like, get the fucking car. The security's chasing us. And they're really mad. And they're pissed. Uh, and now he has no cell phone signal. That was kind of infuriating. That was like a little too much for me. It's like you're in the middle of one of the most populous cities in the world. You get a signal and saying, what's going on? Why, why are you not getting a signal? <laughs> so what do you have? A T-Mobile? What is this? Mm. Uh, get Verizon, buddy. Uh, that's not a plug. I don't actually care. Five seconds left <laughs> uh, is when he finally gets a hold of Davian. Oh, I love the stunt where he like leans out of the car and looks underneath the car yeah. between him and the bad guys and shoots their tires. It made Zan look like a bitch though, because she like it couldn't get him and then she gets shot. She's like, sorry, I failed you. Everybody's going to die. And he's like, I got this. <laughs> Tell me when we got bars. And, <laughs> and then he starts rapping and Declan's like, you've got bars. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't we recording this? <laughs> Later, I got to get my wife. Um... <laughs> Yes, but he's supposed to meet Davian alone at the Dunan Zonglu train yard, uh, and he tags the rabbit's foot so that Musgrave, right, is the one that can see his whereabouts at all times. Yeah, uh, and then Basil, <laughs> Basil is on, <laughs> is on to Musgrave. He's like, "Why did you just send a team to Shanghai?" And he's like, "Ah, we're hunting for Moody Boo 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 And he's like, "Moody Boo Boo I'd like to see that evidence. And he's like, "Easy, got you, buddy. Easy." Um, at this point, Ethan says goodbye to the team. He's like, go back home. I'll meet you there soon or I'm going to die. Either way, love you. And they're like, all right, peace. Uh, and then when he gets in the limo, though, with Davian. The, You're supposed to be here. The, yeah, that guy. <laughs> he, the driver's like, drink it, no questions. And he's like, mm. <laughs> That doesn't seem fair. Last time somebody said that, I wished I had asked more questions. Yeah. yeah. But he drinks it, passes out, and this causes him to have a wet dream, which is very strange. He remembers sexy times. <laughs> Isn't that interesting that that's the sequence they chose to have? I get it. I guess they're trying to just it's like a, add it's one Michelle more little thing. Yeah, they're trying to add one more little connection. Like they're in love. Yeah, it's like, uh, they were intimate. He's seen her boobies. Yeah. Right, right. Guys, guys, this is really important to him. He has seen boobies. Mm-hmm. He's gonna remember those. Yeah, it's his last thought. That's what's keeping him. Oh, alive. I miss those boobs. Oh no, my babe's boobs. Uh, I'll need them. Uh, and then he wakes up in <laughs> captivity with Fuckboy, and Julia is there. Uh, and it's the beginning scene again, right? With the yeah. charge in his We're head. back to the beginning. Where's the foot? 10 seconds. All that stuff. 
Uh, but we you see, don't think I'll do it. We see at the same time what has been going on we never saw before, which is Ethan's team getting off the plane, being arrested by IMF. Uh, and then we get the 10 count and the bang. And it's terrifying because, again, I didn't know if Julia, you know, I, you know, I even though Michelle Monaghan is in other movies, it got me scared. Yeah, I, I remember seeing this for the first time and being kind of shocked. Like, oh, my God, did they seriously they just killed her? Did yeah, they like, just kill her? Like, what if they did that? Like, that would be kind of fire. That would just be so dark. Yeah. Like, it is. Like, for a second, you really believe oh, yeah. that that was the case. It's it's Those insane. masks will get you. Yeah. Um, but it's all a ruse because they're uh, trying to make sure he's not lying about whether or not that's the real rabbit's foot. Yeah. Cause they can't exactly, they can't open the container because it's got that radioactive, uh, symbol, symbol on it. On it. Yeah. You, just, you just can't open that shit up. Uh, so the safe thing to do would just be to murder someone, uh, and make sure someone else. I pushed him as far as he can go. He's not lying. Yeah. And uh, it's Musgrave. Musgrave sits down in the frame. <gasps> it was him the whole time. Oh my God. And the person that they killed wasn't Julia. It was actually, uh, Davian's translator slash head of security. That she failed, failed him at the Vatican. Vatican. Yeah. Yeah. They what put a failure. A, they put a mask on her, a Julia mask. And there's no getting fired from Davian's crew. No. You get killed. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you, that's, but it was her third warning. That's how you're let go. She'd been on a 30 day warning, a 90 day warning. Mm -hmm. We've docked her pay. We gave her an unpaid leave. Normally I will say in her defense, normally when they let people go at Davian's operation, they let them go out of a window. Yeah. Like a 10th story building. It's true. Yeah. But she got shot in the face after being shot in the leg Mm -hmm. and not even as herself. No. But it had to be comforting knowing that hey, Tom Cruise really cares about me. Because yeah. I wonder if she knew she had the mask. That whole time she's like, man, he's really making good points. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I can get out of here. Do what's right. Do what's right. Do what's right. Yeah, do what's right. Dude, come on. That Mark Wahlberg is trapped under that mask. <laughs> hey, Tom, throw me a bone here. I know I tried to be you at certain auditions. <laughs> but I mean to tell you, man to man, I die. I'm sorry. Get me out of here. I don't want to die. <laughs> not with a mask on my face. Mm-mm. I'm not a woman. That's for Donnie, not me. <laughs> this is a real Donnie way to go out. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, Musgrave tells him, Julia can live as long as you tell me what was in Lindsay's message because he doesn't know that Lindsay said Brassel was the bad guy, right? So yeah, he wants like, to make sure that she it's safe for him to go that. back. Yeah. yeah. Is it safe for me to go he, back? Because he says, if you if you take out a guy like Davian, um, you're just pulling out a weed. Another one will grow in a spot. But if you work with him, you can, it's Christmas. Uh, cause, and he kind of like builds this whole thing. Like, Hey, he's going to sell the rabbit foot's foot to this person. He's going to use it into an attack. And then the U S can justify it into doing a war, like a, like an Iraq. And then we do what our country does best infrastructure. Well known for that <laughs> infrastructure week. We have it every, every week. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I love that his villainy is that he thinks this is what's best for the country. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, I think that's very compelling. Uh, and he calls Brasley an affirmative action poster boy, which is the kind of thing somebody with those politics would say. And mm-hmm. I, I appreciated that. But it, then uh, he says, I need to hear Julia's voice. Right. And and I like that when he talks to Julia, he's like, what was the late call that where we first met? Because he knows he lives in a world where people can mimic voices perfectly yeah. with ease. So he wants to know something only she would know, which I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. What if she had forgotten it again? And then he, yeah. <laughs> oh, mm. Wakanda. Uh, oh, Wataka. <laughs> and then he like headbutts Musgrave and stabs him with a fucking pen and does all kinds of crazy shit. Fun fact. Uh, when he bites Musgrave's hands, mm-hmm. I guess because Tom Cruise is like, I don't want to hurt my, my, my actors if I don't have to. He's actually biting his own hand. Like 
he's positioned in a way where he's it looks like Billy's hand, but it's actually really? Tom positioning his hand in one way. So he's biting himself. Interesting. Uh, he does that a couple times in the movie where it's actually him hurting himself, but they film it in a way where it looks like he's hurting someone. I think he does it in the elevator at one point. Oh, the uh, gurney fight to one of the guys. Uh, but yeah, just interesting fact about that. Yeah, go Tom. <laughs> Thomas Moppet for the fourth. Way to go. Uh, and then at this point, he calls Benji, Benji Peg, and it's, and Benji's like, look, man, you're on Interpol's most wanted list at the top. And I don't know if you know, but that's an, a crazy list to be on. Uh, <laughs> he's so list. good in this movie. Uh, I'm going to lose my citizenship for this. <laughs> yeah, he's so uh, upset about having to help him, but he can't help it. And then <laughs> I love the one point where he's like, hold the line, please. And <laughs> he just casually walks to another desk. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> Let me get the signal. <laughs> And it's, so it's a really smart idea, too, that Tom has or Ethan has where he's like, hey, uh, can you ping the last call that was made from the, to this or the last person this phone called? Because that's where Julia is. Right. Mm-hmm. And he finds that it's one mile southwest of him. Um, what are you doing in Shanghai? Or he's one mile southwest of her. Sorry. And then they start running. Uh, of course, it's running because it's Tom Cruise running, running, running. There's some really cool shots of him running like. It's it, they're they're great shots. There, yeah, it's the iconic. There's a really right, like a, I guess it's a jib shot where he like is on the phone. He's like, stay on the phone with me, and he like kind of walk, like jumps down some like rooftops and then yeah. makes it across a bridge. That whole shot following him through that is pretty cool. Yeah, and he, the, the, in the the wide shot of him running under the awnings and stuff at the very end of the run is yeah. great. Um, it's a really extended one where he gets to like fully open up like a horse, like open her up. Um, <laughs> Uh, but then he, he arrives, hangs up with Benji. He's like, I owe you one. And then, like, there's, like, these old men, I don't know what, it's playing a game and drinking beers or whatever they do there. And, and like, he just kind of points in the back room, like, oh, you're a white dude, so you probably want to go back there. You want to go back there. Yeah. Uh, Shady shit happens in the back. And then there's a lot of pew pew. He finds Julia. But then his head starts pounding. Uh-oh. Ooh. He forgot about the charge in his head. He remembers Lindsay at the last. Luckily, they're in some kind of medical area. But actually, it doesn't matter because there's no uh, defibrillator. Yep. But Davian shows up, beats the fuck out of Ethan. Didn't I tell you? She'd call out your name. And she's like, Ethan. And he's like, there it was. Told you. Uh, call him. <laughs> well, I'm going to kill you in front of her. Ethan does this weird I'm like, her in front of you. elbow fight when he finally starts fighting back. I'm going to start stop. fighting people when I have a migraine like that the next yeah. time. Like, oh, my head hurts, but I got my, oh. I don't know if I like that. But overall, the sequence is really good. Davian ends up getting hit by a car and it's like shoe just flops on the screen. Like that's how you know it's like Wicked Witch of the West style. Yeah. You um, know it was bad because his shoe fell off. <laughs> oh fuck. And it was it wasn't a loafer, it was a real like, oh man. He tied that shit. Woo! Two rabbit ears. Uh, and she's asking, uh what what's that note for? She's asking a lot of questions. I guess she's like, why? Oh yeah, she's oh, like, yeah. why am I here? What the fuck? Why are those those guys? Trying why to do you know how to use a gun? He's yeah. like, it's a Beretta nine six three nine round. Like, you don't need to tell her all that, but this isn't yeah. a training sesh. Well, he's trying to train her how to use the gun in case she has to use it while he's under, because he needs to shock himself. Which she will need mm-hmm. to use it. Yeah. Uh, and then I love that though when she finally shocks him, like the popsicle stick things, is like explode from his mouth, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, that was rough. Uh, yeah, because he he um, he tests to see if these wires are, are live by putting them in like water and turning it on and off, and then he just fucking holds them and puts the popsicle sticks in his mouth, and he's like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait!" I love you. <laughs> it's a good line, but at the same time, it's like any second your brain's going to explode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's, you, you can. She knows. He's like, you, right. "You can bring me back. I, I, I trust you." 
And it's, it's great. It's a great little sequence. And she does have to kill two people while he's under. One of them is Musgrave. Uh, Musgrave. The other one's just some rando. I love I love his reaction when he gets shocked. He's she, like, oh. she ups she opens some clips into him and he's like, Oh my god. Yeah. What why? You shot me. How d- after everything I've done for you guys. I was at your party. Owie. Well, I was at the gas station down I the road. S- I saw your dog. Yeah, sure he did. <laughs> Give your husband a camera. Um, yeah. And then she wakes and, and Tom up. She Yeah, she gives him the CPR. They kind of linger on it thinking like, oh, maybe he didn't make it. But if, I love how he shoots up. He's like, good. He like wakes up and he like throws his gun up in the air. Like he's Instinct. immediately in like protect mode. And just he sees like the two dead did people. Did like, Was that you? Wow. Holy shit. Awesome. Yeah, he goes, wow. Let's dap up. Holy and, shit. And at this point, he tells her of the impossible mission force. Has to kill her, unfortunately. But he wanted to be <laughs> honest. Uh, Brassel apologizes to Ethan and tells him that he'll tell him what the rabbit's foot is if he commits to staying. going back in the field, I think. Or at least staying at the IMF. Promise me you'll stay in He's like, yeah, I can't do that. I'm going to go on vacation. And that's all Ethan ever does at the ends of these movies. Is He's just obsessed with vacation. I'm starting to think he's lazy. I'm not going to lie. Hey, man, he he earns that PTO. Uh, and then Julia gets to meet the gang, and it's actually a sequence I really appreciate. And really at the sweet. end, when they walk off, everybody's like, ah! And like Yay! Luther's in the back celebrating. Yeah, Love Luther it. gets both fingers up in the air like, woohoo! There are some better movies in this franchise, I think. But is there a better ending? I don't know. I don't know. This is a, a fun one. This is the first one where you're like, yeah, the team is a family. Yeah. yeah. It's starting to become Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all about family. <laughs> So at the end of each of these recaps, we always, we have to agree as a podcast, as yes. a duo, yes. what the definitive streaming things ranking of Mission Impossible is. Mm-hmm. It has not yet been difficult, even though Steve fucked with me last week. I don't think he was serious. <laughs> and again, this week, I think it's a no brainer. We have a three, one, two scenario. Is that right? Yes. Three, one, two is the official uh, the streaming things ranking. Mission Impossible three, then the first one, then MI2 and dead last. Yeah. Tune in tomorrow. Uh, for crossing streams, we're going to be talking about the bear, secret invasion, other things. Wednesday is going to be the, the outfit. outfit. Yep. Thursday is going to be Lost Episode 3, Tabula Rasa. And then Friday is going to be more Strange New Worlds, right? Mm-hmm. Also, over Boldly on going. the Patreon, uh, Patreon, if you are a patron, you will get to hear our coverage of The Birdcage. The Birdcage. W- which won the June poll for uh, different LGBTQ supportive movies. So you can listen to that if you are a patron. And other than that, baby, that's all the time we have. My name is Chris. And I'm Steve. And this was Streaming Things, brought to you by Kit Laser. <laughs>